Welcome to the first annual five month skipping of doing netcast. I don't know what Start to call over. it. <laughs> Whatever. That was that was comedy gold. You don't even care. You know, I don't even know why I waste my comedy gold on this. Welcome to Nebcast. I'm Ryan. You say you want your own show, Ryan? Are I should sure? because all of my sidekick just weighs me down all the time. Well, stay tuned. After this show, Ryan will get his own show. <laughs> a Ryan Sports Show. Uh, welcome to Nebcast. This is. Uh, welcome back to Nebcast. No doubt. Uh, Brad is here picking up one that I recorded with our friend James five months ago about last year movie recap, which Brad wasn't even a part of. Yeah, I missed it because my grandfather died. I know. and um, Rude, right? If, if Brad would have picked up the show earlier, he would know I dedicated that show to his grandfather. Oh, that's sweet. Yeah. Thank you, Ryan. You're welcome, Brad. Huh. So, uh, welcome back. I can't to, wait to listen to it. Yeah. But we make fun of you in it, so I don't know if you really want to listen to it too much. Yeah. I'm comedy heaven right there. <laughs> I, uh, I think the first thing I said in it is like, ah, my first pick is... Uh! <laughs> you sound absolutely nothing like it, but yeah, you weren't there to defend yourself, so I figured, what the hell? I'm uh, easy pickings. Totally. Um. Yeah, it's it's been a it's been kind of a whirlwind couple, couple months. Yeah, I got married. Brad's brother got, got married. married. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I know. Yeah, the biggest news I'd say yeah, is you got married. Yeah, and, uh, and it burns. You lost your balls. And it burns. Missing, and yeah. yeah, my brother got married shortly after that. Yeah. And, well, um, your sister got married in November, correct? Right. Or October. October. Or and last then year. I got married in February, and your brother got married last month. Was it April or March? March. Or, yeah, end of March. End of March. And so, yeah, it's been kind of a whirlwind for you. Yeah, I, I was... The first time I've been anyone's best man, so I had to give a, a speech. Oh, how'd that go? I, I forgot to ask you about that. That was terrifying. Was it? I had this... Uh, about the day before I finally worked it all out. Mm-hmm. Like, Brandon, I was going to write... Oh, dude. Um, I, I'll, have, I'll tell you Brandon's story after yeah. that with yours. I was going to write it out like he did on the paper and then read it, because I'm not a very good public speaker, you know, in front mm-hmm. of crowds. Um, so I did that, and then before I left to go get ready, drive up to Evergreen, get ready with the rest of the uh, groom's party, my parents are like, hey, so what are you doing for the speech? Can you, you know, give us a little sample? Mm-hmm. So I gave them a little sample, and they pretty much gave me the look of, like, that's terrible, don't do it. So I was like, great. And then on the way, it, like, to drive up to Evergreen, I was You know, my out. the power cord's plugged in. Oh, yeah? Yeah. Okay, wow. Let's just uh, take a break from the show. <laughs> and we're back. And we're still recording. All right. Okay. Uh, so I drove up. Uh, I had to think of a new thing. And then I pretty much didn't think of my new speech until uh, about 10 minutes before I actually gave it. So there's wow. this downtime where, um, you know, none of my friends were at the wedding. So I was just talking to my sister and her husband mm-hmm. and I, you know, I threw some stuff by them and, nice. uh, basically came down to a jo- a really lame joke. Uh, I used a lame joke about, uh, my brother built a chicken coop cause he's like raising chickens. And I basically said something okay. to the effect of, you know, and what is he raising chickens for, uh, to harvest their eggs for, and then eventually eat their, eat the chickens. So he's doing it to self sustain himself. Yeah. All right. He's very outdoorsy and farmer-like. I guess. <laughs> you should see the chicken coop. It's pretty sweet. It's got Is like it? a heating lamp, and he built it out of plywood, and it's, you know, not a rickety bucket of bolts. It's, like, really pretty solid. Um, nice. But uh, anyway, yeah, it's, I, I made some joke to the effect of, like, now I understand why my brother said there's going to be more chicks at his place. Yeah. yeah. And that got a laugh. So. Whackity smackity do. So, yeah, that was... And then, yeah, I got over that hurdle, so... Nice. But, uh... Yeah, that was my brother's wedding. Uh, your wedding was pretty epic. Yeah, right? you think so? I enjoyed it. That's the, you know, that's all I care about. I got to watch it. I didn't have to film it, which was nice, but also at the same time, I didn't know what to do with myself. Yeah, you know, <laughs> I, you know, I would want you to film it, but I also, you know, every wedding you've been to, and I've, I've gone to a couple with you, you're always filming, and it, it seems to me that you're always... Uh, you know, you never got to sit down and relax because you, you being an artist that you are, you always want to get that shot. You're looking for candid moments. You're following people around the camera. You don't know if people are weirded out by your camera. And so I made the decision early on. And I said, you know, I'm going to have Brad come to my wedding and not have to worry about anything. And, uh, and plus you and your wife were like, we're never going to watch this. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I, I don't know who would want to watch it. Um, I mean, it's awesome. <laughs> what the fuck was that? Other people aren't going to watch it. You know, you, 
you might watch it someday. Yeah. You, you guys are more interested in the photos themselves. Exactly. So. And, it, you know, because... Which, by the way, where are those? <laughs> you can go on to... Did you not get the link? No. Did you write your email address down? Maybe not. Okay, I'll send you a link because I don't even have it. Laura has it. Well, yeah. you can order them online. Or if you wait, like... <laughs> I'm your friend, Ryan. I know. Or if you, wait, free. if you wait one more <laughs> month, we'll get a CD with all of them on it, yeah. and I'll burn the CD for you. This is what my brother and my sister have done. This is the CD thing, and I just copy the CDs and archive them yeah so i mean it's up to you i mean you can pay for them if you want or if you just wait one more month i'll uh i actually did uh end up doing a little filming because joe's wife kelsey uh had one of those like flip cams Mm -hmm. and uh you know i started to do the procession everything and all of a sudden the battery died even (laughs) though it said it had like 100 percent battery (laughs) so uh when it when it died you know i didn't want to like sit back down in the middle of like everything going on so i just sat there and started filming nothing <laughs> so i wouldn't like draw attention to myself <laughs> so i'm just sitting there waving the camera like do 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 yep nothing's happened here this is totally recording yeah the thing we want to do with our wedding is just make it fun mm-hmm. and you guys like it was cool like it was because you didn't do like the super religious thing so you did like really <laughs> yeah. fun stuff like uh your vows were, vows were really creative and, yeah uh i think was it your introduction like he basically like relate to the crowd like what your split interests were yeah like you had stuff related to like mortal Kombat and rod stewart i think yeah you know the funny thing with that too is i uh joe wrote this uh my my friend joe was actually <laughs> went online and got a able to do this the service a shotgun and, wedding license <laughs> basically and um oh smashed and uh when he did that he uh he wrote a speech and he's like well, what are you guys gonna do for your vows so well, i was gonna make mine goofy like lord you promise to love me even though i listened to rod stewart yada 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 and he said well i don't know what you want i said okay joe i'll tell you what i'll give you what i like and what i want included and you write like the words to fill it in and make it goofy um based on what she wrote and he said okay i can do that and that's what he came up with was that uh, the spectacular that is spider-man and so he was he really really like knocked it out of the park with it because i kind of gave him and you know too, Joe's really creative, so I kind of gave him free reign. I'm like, you can do whatever you want, man. I don't care. The only uh, stipulation I put in the wedding, and you'd have to be a fan of Friends to even get it. In uh, Friends, Joey gets his his ordain. He's ordained on the internet as well. And when he marries Monica and Chandler, he says, um, "Now by the power invested in me by the internet, guys." <laughs> and I had Joe put that in his uh, little spiel, but uh, obviously, if you. You don't know what I, that's one of my own little like winks I did, and I thought it was pretty funny. Nice, yeah, yeah. I enjoyed it, and like the, the uh, guests seemed to like get a kick out of it. Yeah, too, my, from what my I could see. Yeah, my uncle told me it was the greatest wedding he's ever been to, so that's kind of fun. <laughs> nice, and you oh, know, Brandon's speech and Brandon's speech went over really well, and he was so he like you, he was <laughs> extremely worried. And I told him, I said, Brandon, but you know, the thing about roasting your best friend is, I mean, you can just say whatever you want; you don't have to hold anything back and i said it's not a religious wedding and no one cares here my i mean you know my dad he's goofier than shit and uh so brandon's still freaking out so he came i picked him up at the airport because he flew in from denmark and he said oh ryan i've been working on your best man speech for like three weeks (laughs) i said brandon come on man it's not that big of a deal he's like no it's a big deal it's your wedding i want it to be perfect and uh, it was really uh he is literally uh the best best man ever i i mean obviously i don't know what you do with your brother but when i thanks (laughs) when i picked him up from the airport the first thing you want to do he's been on a plane granted for 16 hours Mm -hmm. picked him up he's like i want to go to wild wings right now because in denmark they don't have shitty food (laughs) and uh uh, not taste wise but health wise and so we went right there and we sat down uh me and laura ordered food and they all got drinks and we're all having fun and the check came, and I said, okay, uh, let's see, Laura, me and you, oh, I don't know, it was like 38 bucks or whatever. And Brandon's like, no, no, you're not paying for anything this week. I paid $5 all week. And, I mean, he paid for uh, the bachelor party, the hockey game, the dinner. It was the, it was the nicest thing anyone's really ever done for me. I've never been in a situation where people just take care of you. Because mm-hmm. it seems like I'm always paying for stuff, and I'm always doing this, and I... But it was a, <laughs> it was really awesome. Like, well, really, I, 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 as far as I know, it is the responsibility of the best man to like, yeah. take care of all that stuff. Yeah, I didn't know that, and you know, because yeah. I was uh, when Brandon said, "Oh, we're going to an avalanche game and stuff." I'm like, "All right, cool, Brandon. I mean, how much do I need to give?" He's like, "Dude, it's your wedding. You're not paying anything." Yeah. And he said, "I've already talked to your brothers and your cousin, and they're going to pay the difference." I'm like, "All right." 
And, it, you know, it's really weird going to I, – I, I'm, I'm sure when you get married, you'll feel the same way. It's weird going to a restaurant and they're ordering stuff for you, like a drink or food, and you don't have to worry about paying for it. It's, it's the most bizarre thing because when you date a woman for so long and you just constantly pay for everything and everything, right. it's a weird feeling to have someone just – you don't have to worry about anything. I mean, there'd be mornings we'd wake up and, I mean, Brandon didn't have a car, so he would use my car and he'd put gas in it. Wow. <laughs> like, Brandon, my car is, takes $25 and it lasts for 400 miles. You don't have to put gas in my car. And and he did. And uh, he would, when we went out to breakfast, he'd always pay for the breakfast. He refused to let me pay for it. Wow. it. It was really, really fun. And uh, yeah, I I married the woman of my dreams and she's a really cool chick. And <laughs> was it one month later? Still, still together. <laughs> <laughs> still together. And uh, hey, we've been married for two months now. Is it? Yeah. Like we're in February. March, yeah. Yeah. We're in May now, Brad, so March, April. That's two months. Uh, it's been hectic. <laughs> yeah. I mean, but that's what I mean. That's why, you know, we haven't been able to do this because, yeah. I mean, it's just one thing after another. Um, and, I mean, other big news on this uh, website front, I I, th- I believe you're a published author now, if, I, ah, if I'm if i not yeah, mistaken. Is, I am a published, a self-published author. That's but awesome. Published. You know what? I'm published too. That's right. I, I have a little antidote, one would say. <laughs> anecdote. Anecdote. Antidote. Antidote. <laughs> it's... You have an anecdote, Ryan. Thank you. A An- little blurb about your character, Ash, who you never use for anything. Well, you know, the funny thing is because I couldn't think of a character for the longest time. And mm. then the most obvious character was a zombie character. Right. And we didn't think of it for like two years. And, and it was it, idiotic. What, you had like two characters before that. Like, even one before Ash, and I can't remember what it is. What was it? I'm pretty sure it was based on Ash, the character from Army of Darkness, wasn't oh, it? Oh, actually, yeah. You had a character, Frosty, but he didn't have, like, a character design. Yeah. And then, you know, we finally settled on the, on the Toad theme, so then you created Ash, and he was just, like, a huge Toad fan, because mm-hmm. we were, like, doing a lot of video game stuff then. Yeah. Yeah, and then we took a break from the site. Anyway, I guess we should probably preface the story, <laughs> jumping into it. Uh, I think... But you're a published of, author, yeah, Brad. Yeah, beginning of April... Um, I finally got all my... Is that your phone? It is. I should probably turn those off. Nah, um, at the beginning of April, I finally compiled all my blogs um, from my MySpace page. Which you've been doing forever. and I, Since 2005. I mean, do you even go to MySpace anymore? No. I no. took them all off and deleted my account. <laughs> yeah. Because the new MySpace is just confusing and, yeah, no one's there anyway. Yeah. Um, except for, you know, some, you know, the teen strangers that friended me and then don't ever talk to me. <laughs> uh uh, but yeah, I, I was like, you know, I'm going to delete, delete this account and I better go through and make sure I have all the stuff that I care about back on my hard drive in my mm-hmm. collection, like all the stuff I created on there. And so I finally got all those blogs together and then I put them, you know, I organized them, retyped them, uh, rearranged them. Did you, did you re-edit them? I mean, did you go through and edit them? I, 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 yeah, I was I curious. The fonts, I changed um, the alignment because when you copy them off of MySpace, it's, it's got like the HTML table. Yeah, exactly. So I was just curious. Yeah. I mean, obviously I knew you weren't going to do that, but I mean, did you edit the content or you just leave the content the same? Uh, um, I left like, this is why uh, I left, I took some stuff out because going back, like stuff I wrote in 2006 after Rezzle dumped me and just like mm-hmm. sounds so pathetic and just like was really embarrassing and there's still like a lot of that stuff in there just to get a sense of like how terrible I was a writer and like terrible subject matter I had in that year. <laughs> I left that in as just like the whole book is like just kind of like an archive of my last five years of my life. Where huh. I and did you do this out. chronologically or did, chronologically, you, yeah. did you mix it up at, at all? I thought about mixing it up by topic. Like, mm-hmm. you know, there's movie reviews and there's like daily life stuff, but, but it probably made more sense. I felt like it. it was cooler to have like a chronological thing. So that like, as, as you, you're reading it, and you're you, like living you my life too. Yeah. I mean, it probably as you grow as an author too, cause I imagine you started in 2000, what? 2005. 2005. Yeah, 2005 has four or four entries, and they're all like short little paragraphs of like, um, "I'm on MySpace now, hooray!" So did you? <laughs> I went to see Clerks too. So when you read it, do you notice a difference in your writing ability? Yeah, because um, really, yeah, 2005 is like short little things. Because then I was, you know, uh, you know, I had a girlfriend then, so I was, you know, relating stuff to her. So I was, mm-hmm. you know, typing out on the internet, and then. Then I didn't have anyone to talk to, so like in 2006, I'm like analyzing, uh, analyzing like my, my daily life and things and thoughts. So there's like really internal stuff throughout 2006 that's just terrible to listen to mm. or read. And then <laughs> 2007, I basically uh, stopped doing that stuff and just started reviewing movies. So 2007 is just a bunch of, mostly a bunch of movie reviews and like some daily life stuff, but not, not as much. 
And then 2008, like, I started traveling again. So it starts to become more of, like, this travelogue of, like, I went to Seattle. I went yeah. to Comic-Con. Yeah. And the blogs get more, like, they start to have, like, photographs and more narratives to them. And then 2009 is when I started writing it. Like, I made that goal to write, like, write every day mm-hmm. about what I did. And so I haven't gone back and reread it entirely yet. But, like, 2009 is the part where I really want to get to because that's going to be the one where you really feel like you go from day to day experiencing what I did, no matter how mundane it is, it's going to be cool to like, it's still interesting. Yeah. Um, because you know, I do remember some of your posts and I, they're really funny <laughs> and I really wanted to uh, get a copy of the book that I asked for when you published it, but I still haven't gotten it yet. And um, it's, it's not available yet. Cause I have to take it. Like I published it thinking that no one was going to see it, but me. So mm-hmm. I left some really embarrassing stuff still in there that I don't want to share with everybody. So I'm, I have to reread it and uh, Brad, come on. That's why you got to release it. Uh, maybe to you guys it's, it's cool but like there's strangers on Facebook well like, what are you worried about just like because I've, I've, I have opinions written in that book mm-hmm. that I don't hold anymore and so I just I imagine people like looking at it and then like messaging me like oh my god you thought that that's terrible yeah, but, but but part of being a writer is accepting criticism and growing from it so it's okay to leave that stuff in Brad, you, it's you t- okay but I don't want to deal with so, it so you're edited for TV you are edited for TV this the following program has been edited that, to fit the what was this I thinking screen. book, which by the way the title is what was I thinking, and it has a cool drawing of uh, Chalupa holding two yeah I, on I, it. I freaking love that drawing, yeah. and I actually think the cover of the book's really cool uh, yeah. because it's that uh, red offset with that white, and it kind of looks like sketchy, what and took, it's really cool. Another reason it took so long was like I stressed over trying to uh, design a cover for it because I wanted to originally I wanted to have a cover that didn't represent like there was something that I wouldn't normally design wise think of. Mm-hmm. So I actually hired when I was working at DMC, I hired a uh, a girl who worked there who had a different style of art, uh-huh. a different art style to create it for me. And then um, she sat on it and then moved away and didn't do anything with it. Yeah. So I was like, well, I guess I'm going to do this myself then. And then, um, yeah, I, I spent so a long time trying to figure out what to put on it. And then I think uh, I was just joking around with some friends and I was like, I should put a chinchilla with pistols on the cover. Well, Something you know, stupid like that. You know what's funny is I remember you talking about publishing this book for a while, and mm-hmm. then it just all of a sudden it was published, and uh, that picture of Ch- Chalupa you had was your um, Facebook profile picture for the longest time, mm-hmm. and then I saw it on your book. I'm like, nice. Yep. It's uh, it's really cool. I posted like little uh, uh, like preliminaries, you know, teaser snippets. Like. So do you think that's – I think maybe that's the biggest problem maybe with Facebook is they don't have an ability to blog on it. Unless you do a notes, is that is that a way to blog as the notes? I don't know. On Facebook? Yeah. Um, now, Facebook isn't really good for blogging. That's why I have a Tumblr account, which will remain secretive until the end of the year. Oh, are you going to release a sequel to your book? Yes. So this is exclusive. We're getting exclusive. <laughs> this um, is exclusive pre-release reveal. information yeah. that uh, coming next year. Actually, there's a lot of books in the works. So we're just, cool. this is just the tip of the iceberg. but. Um, yes, the what so, was I thinking is done. I, I actually started turning into a book like in 2008, mm-hmm. and then you know I worked on editing it and like trying to think of ways to make it cool and stuff. And then so let me ask you a question: If you make it longer, <laughs> sorry, I mean to interrupt you. So if you no, have a is it like a cool interview? Uh, a review of a movie. Do you have to get permission to use a movie's title in a book? I think so, but I didn't do that. <laughs> you definitely have to get the if you use the image. Yeah, so like but, all but the that's blogs that I had images, I took those images out. Because so. I don't think you have to, because I was just curious, because, you know, there's those big, like, Leonard Malton books, and I remember reading through them. I never see, like, uh, this character is owned by this. I think as long as you give credit, or I, I don't think you you can use the title. I don't think you... I think you can use the title, because, like, if it's a review, it's... It's an opinion, because... It's not like you're writing a story based on that property. Exactly. I was just curious. I mean, so I don't... I think if you're, if you're doing, like, a, it's like journalism. So yeah. if you're doing a review, then... Yeah, cause, I mean, that makes sense, too, because I don't think any newspapers pay for the right to review a movie unless they use an image, yeah, the, the the press release images that they give you, that right. you have to be part of the press to receive. Exactly. So, yeah, I left all the images out that I, you, you know, use on the blog to, you know, get people interested in reading the blog. I left those out because, obviously, those are copyright images. So Yeah, no, I was just curious. Yeah. Um, I, I didn't think you'd have to because I'm pretty sure you can say, you can write anything like, Star Wars is great, and I don't think they'd you know require you to say hey you can't say star wars yeah i guess in a way it's free publicity for him yeah i, I just can't write like a new star wars story you know? yeah yeah and use the characters and sell that yeah. and and s- make money off the characters right but you can make money off your money off your opinion would be my guess yeah exactly okay i was just curious so, 
No, good. I mean, I was thinking out loud. I was thinking, like, huh, I wonder if you'd have to. I think it makes for a great podcast. You know, you're basically doing an interview. <laughs> I am. It's Brad. So, and I don't I, mind answering questions. So Good. Uh, about my work. No, um, I, I just thought it was really interesting, and I thought it was really quick about how that came out, because I guess I remember you saying about it. I remember you hiring uh, oh, I'm, I'm that girl you were in love with at your uh, <laughs> old job to do the stuff, and yeah. uh, I, I totally forgot about it. That's another thing is, like, I have blogs, like, about that in the book that so I that's don't want her stumbling onto. Brad, that's okay. No, yeah, is is it slander? It's not slander. Some some of it's slander, especially the girls who uh, you know said block they out their to go name. On dates with me. And Ma- then you know what? Make it like uh, that's the work I'm doing. Is uh, like uh, trimming, not taking out whole things, but like saying like you know, make it like a classified document where it says it, but then things are blo- blocked out. That'd this be awesome. Has been omitted. There's actually uh, there's some like because I changed the blogs at the time I wrote the blog, mm-hmm. so there's some of those in there where it's like this post has been omitted because of you know stupid shit that Rizzle said. The other thing, cool thing about the book is, too, I also saved all the comments. So when people commented on oh, my nice. Speech, so like your comments are you didn't, in the book, You too. didn't give me credit in your book, and you're using my name and comment. I'm just kidding, Brad. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. No, I, that, that's a, it's a viable, uh, it's a valid, what, the word? <laughs> it's a valid, it's a valid argument, but ultimately I decided that I wrote most of the book, and uh, you guys just kind of. Well, no, I mean, it's just like. comments aren't writing, they're no, just. If, if it's like if yeah. you read a book and you know you reviewed it and they put you know like and then you said this movie's this yeah. book's awesome and then they put it on the book I mean it's basically like the back of the book is yeah. throughout the inside of the book and I'm really by upset. the way the back of, no the, you have a quote on the back did you put when Brad wrote up on his unicycle yeah. like his book in my mouth yeah that's awesome there's a <laughs> there are a lot of the, I when I, when I went on Facebook to uh, request suggestions for yeah you had silly a lot quotes. of I got a lot of from the same people mm-hmm. um, very few like different people you know like matt and uh andy's friend andy um they did numerous quotes yeah uh, russell too and then adam didn't give me one <laughs> and uh yeah you, you gave me your unicycle ripoff <laughs> rip which is nice <laughs> but even like matt did i chose matt's castle run one so that's like a star wars nod. yeah that one's cool um but yeah it only turned out to be like uh all dudes <laughs> <laughs> for one thing and uh yeah there's like eight or nine of them no, that's cool no I was, and they're really funny i think um so and we were kind of all over the place but you also you just released your second book that's available on ebooks yeah this one is available available for purchase purchase and it comes in two formats uh the ebook and the printed book and uh while the ebook is uh, economical 5.99 mm-hmm. um and doesn't take up space uh the printed book is really cool yeah, it looks nice. Like yeah. your your cover's really cool. Uh, it's just a really cool thing and to it's see. Fifteen eighty eight or so, something, but I mean, it's worth it to have. Like, I, I think it's like our generation because we grew up with, you know, mostly paper. Yeah. Stuff. Um, like it's cool because we've you know been used to seeing stuff that's legitimate on shelves. Um, but I don't know how you know like younger generations are going to care about that. So yeah. that's you know, the ebook's handy. Um. You know, more tech savvy people. But, uh, no, I prefer to have the, the actual paper book because it feels it feels you know substantial. Me and too. And uh, you know, that's one of my big uh, things with my wife. I get into is she doesn't like um, physical copies of things. You know, I have obviously tons of DVDs, and but she loves Netflix because you just click on it, and it shows you a movie. Where I see the the appeal to it, but I'm a collector and I don't like not holding it and feeling it and that's why i asked you about the book i mean i could get the ebook i mean my wife's kindle sitting right there but i would rather get the printed copy one because i think it looks really nice and like how could she argue with like the cool friday the 13th coffee table book you have there exactly or, uh i guess the playboy book you have uh <laughs> <laughs> that's laura's actually that i bought for yeah see it's like the tangible like there's there's art design to it yep. you know like i'm a collector too it's it's nice like the package design of certain things like mm-hmm. there's there's an uh, artistic quality to it and I think it's really being lost. Like, like I enjoy Netflix, but, you know, I enjoy having DVDs on the shelf because, you know, Netflix could be down one day. Exactly. And, too, you know, and and things like Netflix and iTunes, they don't have everything that you want. You know, it's – that's why I I still buy DVDs because I'm also a big movie fan, so I like to read – I mean, I like to look at special features. And Mm -hmm. so that's why I think it's cool. Yeah, Netflix, you don't get the special feature – parts exactly. of the dvd and i'm kind of uh, i'm gonna order your book on friday actually and uh uh i think i'll just order it tonight i don't know why i'm waiting it's, till friday there's an incentive for you because you have credit in the book so when I you do. put it on your shelf it's like honey 
I'm an author. <laughs> and I actually, did you read my post I put on your Facebook thing? Maybe. I said, uh, uh, sweet, I'm a Polish author. <laughs> Next oh, yeah, stop, being in porn. <laughs> <laughs> but, you know, it's... Uh, I was but, like, hey, I got a camera. Let's do this. <laughs> I don't see how this could fail. So let me ask you a question. So when you publish a book, uh, who do you go through to publish the book? And how do you go about the format? And do you make the format and then they print the book and send it to you? Or how does that work? Um, they have... They have templates, like Word document templates uh-huh. that you download, and then you copy and paste all your information into it. Okay. And then you upload it to their site via whatever tool they have. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's not FTP, but it's some other kind of Flash-based. I don't know. A little complicated, but um, it, they turn it into a PDF file, which is um, a document that compresses, in printing terms, uh, like if you have a Word document, it's all this unrasterized um, uh, text information. A PDF flattens it so it maintains like down to every last centimeter like placement of images and like what fonts you embed in it. Mm-hmm. So, because like if if you don't like if it's a f- open document with layers, I'm getting too, way too technical. <laughs> uh, if you have a document with like open layers, like some computers don't have the same fonts. So if yeah. like, you give it to you know this company they might not have the same fonts and it prints out in like a different font mm-hmm. and then it changes the look and like the layout of your stuff so what the pdf does is it makes it exactly the way it's supposed to look and then they give you a proof of that to look on lo- that online and you run through it and make sure they're in the right spot and then uh they have the same thing for the cover art so there's a template for that and i just use all my images they have services on there you, you know you pay like another 100 bucks or something mm-hmm. they'll have professionals design stuff for you but i'm sort of a professional so you are i just did it myself and then so you upload those files and then you know they have like this needs to be this dimensions you know then they have a preview thing like is everything lined up right you know here's the lines where things will get cut off so you don't want to have text in there or images off to the side you know um and then they just take it and uh it's weird because with the what was i thinking i've sent the files to them both on Sundays. What was I thinking is a much is twice as big as the Strix's domain is under construction book. I sent it to them on Monday. They printed it and then shipped it. I sent it on Sunday. Printed it and shipped it on Sunday. And I chose media mail, so it's like five to fifteen day sure. shipping thing. They shipped it on Monday and it got to me the following Tuesday. Um in a really shoddy box. Like it could have just fallen out and gotten lost. Huh. <laughs> like it wasn't taped up. It was like uh, like cardboard wrapped around and then two sides just fit into the space inside and mm-hmm. were held together like they just fold out like wings it was terrible so if you order your book pay the extra five bucks to have it I guess priority shipped mm-hmm. but that's like a three to five day shipping thing and for some reason I did that for Circus Domain and it took them two days to print it it printed on Tuesday shipped Wednesday I got it Saturday. Hmm. So it was only two days sooner than the $5 less option. But it came in a much more solid box, shipping and handling-wise. Gotcha. So if you are planning to buy the book, weigh those options. Cool. Um, and so how much does this cost? I'm just curious. I I, I wouldn't even know where to look online and where <laughs> to find it. And um, it costs, I mean, you, don't have to, you, just, you can just give me a, like a, a rough estimate. It's priced by the book. So like they don't print like a huge batch of them. And you just order them. They mm-hmm. do it by the order. Really, so, that's interesting. Yeah, uh, there's no stockpile of Strix domain or what was I think? It's I just mean, that's like, I guess that's a good idea. So if yeah. people want it, they order, it, then they can print it and ship it. Yes. Yeah, like, can you imagine if I paid like 120 bucks for like 50 copies? Like, <laughs> if they had a 50 copy minimum, and I have this stack of books I can't like <laughs> sell. You know, hey, the, but, here's a you know, like Barnes and Noble does local authors all the time. You should talk to them and see if you can bring your book down there. And it's funny you said that because uh, I wanted to have like a big release day for myself for the nice. what was I thinking book. So uh, I got a Wednesday off, and then. I uh, hung out with Adam and we took the book to Barnes and Noble and we did a little photo shoot where I put the book on the yeah, shelf. Yeah, I saw that. Yeah. And then, um, uh, what else? Like I was reading it in the coffee shop and everything. People totally thought that I released a book at Barnes and Noble <laughs> <That's> <laughs> and I awesome. had to let them down and say, no, sorry, it's not even available for purchase and whatnot. So no, I, I you know, I noticed it was like set up and that's pretty cool. Yeah. I tried to make it look really authentic cause you know, it's my first, my first publishing experience yeah. and it wasn't official, but so is it expensive? No, it's just, it's just the, basically the cost of the book. Like I get them for cost because mm-hmm. I wrote them. Yeah. Um. 
but like so, for, but I mean, what the, strangers what, what's, what's, the, retail, what's the program you have to get? How much does that cost? No program. No, you just send it well, to them. And well, then... if you if you have them design it, that's where the cost. And then if you pay another twenty five bucks, they'll hook you up with like Amazon uh, retail connectivity and stuff, and like an gotcha. ISBN number and stuff like that. So that's like twenty five bucks. But um, uh, essentially making the book itself like is just is the cost free. of printing it. And then they you send it to them, and then yeah. they take it. And then the only way they make money is if someone buys it. And yeah, they send it. They get a dollar. So it's free for you to do this program. Mm-hmm. Wow, that's pretty amazing. Yeah, and there's a I know of two sites that do this. I'm doing it through Lulu.com. Yeah, I saw that when I uh, looked at the first domain one. Yeah, the advertisements. And there's another one that that uh, one girl directed me towards was blurb.com mm-hmm. and they uh they, i saw they mostly did like photo type books so um and i already had the templates for lulu so i just went with that because i oh nice it. but yeah it's really cool that you can just like on demand one copy of a book that you know it's at the cost of printing it basically and if you sell it you know they get a dollar and you get whatever you can choose a like different percentages of how, like, how much you want to mark up the book so oh um, that's cool so, I mean, the the cost of the book for you, how much do you mark it up? Like 30%? <laughs> um, if I talk too much, it might turn people off. But uh, I, I just give I me an just their recommendation of five bucks, uh-huh. which is they, I guess is based on like what Barnes Noble or Amazon marks up there. Sure. It's like five bucks. So they get a dollar, I get $4. I mean, that makes sense. You've already said that in the thing. Yeah. I was just I f- curious. I felt like, um, you know, I put the work into making it and like, I almost well, yeah, you're my a... finger copying and pasting so much. Like, <laughs> yeah, clicking. well, duh. I was like, I should, you know, but it, like the money that we're getting from it is just going to go towards keeping Circus Domain open. Well, yeah. And, you know, like I said, I, I think it's cool. And I, I was just curious. I didn't know how you went about it. And I haven't really been able to sit down and talk to you about it because I, I mean, it's cool seeing the evolution of it on your Facebook page. And I mean, I, I didn't know you're, it, I knew you were planning on it, but it's, I mean, you've been talking about it for so long and it's been going back for so long that uh, it's just been really interesting. Yeah. I've, I've, you know, I always have like little projects on the shelf and you know, when things happen in your life and you have free time, it's just like, yeah. I'm, plus I was like with the advent of eBooks, I was, I was starting to think, you know, how much longer am I going to have the opportunity to even print this? You know, it seems like I got worried that a site like Lulu would suddenly like, oh, we're doing ebooks only, mm-hmm. and not have the printing option because it obviously it's so much more expensive to do a print. Oh yeah, because the ebook, all they have to do is take my PDF file that I made and just redistribute it. Mm-hmm. You know, there's no ink, there's no paper, there's no cutting, there's no proofing. But they're probably doing it the right for. way. I mean, if for five ninety nine or five dollars you can get the ebook, but if you want a printed copy, I mean, it's probably no sweat off their sack. To like uh, offer both versions. Yeah, like uh, obviously there's some kind of site maintenance guy who has to keep track of yeah what files are going where, but still it's see you got me interested. I'm like maybe I should write something. I've been encouraging like when I showed my mom my my book, uh, she's like I should write a book about like my experience in the healthcare industry, yeah. like caring for old people, and I told her like you should call it This Is Getting Old. <laughs> <laughs> Because it's also like her life, you know, like getting frustrated with, you know, yeah. still working after, you know, turning 60 and stuff like that. Yeah. Yeah. So it, like you should definitely do something. Because, you know, I, I need your help for the layout and stuff, but yeah. I know you're a nice enough friend that you'd help me with that. And with layout wise, uh, it, like the layouts I have for my books, because they're all based on stuff I wrote online, like it's just copy and paste and. I don't really do a whole lot. Like the search domain one, I inserted little pictures and divided up. Yeah, I saw it. It's really cool. And Matt did his little demo on his iPad. But I imagine with you, it'd probably just be like straightforward, like text, text, text. Yeah. So I was just curious. I mean, that's really interesting. And I didn't know it was so easy. Uh, well, yeah. I mean, uh, easy and in, in so much. When that, you write a 640 page book, yeah. it's it's exhausting. Yeah. To I mean, copy in, paste that yeah, much, but in so much that I mean, domain to, I built over a weekend. Yeah, the publishing part of it I thought would be a lot more complicated. Yeah. But that's pretty... Uh, it's a lot easier when you've already had everything written, you know, over the past Well, yeah. Years. I basically only made books of things I've already written. Mm-hmm. So, like, for you, like, you got to start from scratch, but... Yeah. I think you should do it. I would totally be excited to publish your 
book for Nice. Me. And then I could put, uh, yeah. No, that'd be fun. What like, do you I, think you'd write about? You know, I don't know. Actually, we are just sitting here talking. <laughs> I was thinking about writing a book called Crappy you Movies of, I've you, Seen. You have a lot of ideas lately. You want to do a sports show? You yeah. want to write a book? I'm, I'm excited about this. Like, I, I seriously came to a title of a book called Crappy Movies I've Seen. <laughs> and just a book about movie reviews and, that'd like, sweet. like crappy movies that I've seen. Give a piece of, a picture of dog shit on the cover? <laughs> yeah, or something, you know? I, I don't know. Just a big steaming pile of shit. You looking at it? You know what? Like, <gasps> fuck that. Name <laughs> a mo- the book big steamy pile of shit and just a big piece of <laughs> shit right on the cover. <laughs> sure it's not idiot chitix's book yeah it would be um you know just stuff like that i think would be fun because uh i'm not too many home, but i think i'm pretty fun like when i reviews do reviews you had on myspace yeah your blogs you could start with that yeah that's what i mean like i think my reviews are pretty fun like i don't i mean obviously i'm not like an art i don't look at things artistically but that's I, your niche yeah like, you don't have the artistic you know snob this uh, <laughs> Snob style reviews. You have you have a different perspective. That yeah, the world has not yet seen. Yeah, but maybe they will soon. Mm-hmm. But yeah, no, that's cool. No, because I, I thought it was really cool, and I like that. Uh, and you're really quiet about it, though. Like the evolution of your book. I mean, you <laughs> you drop little hints here and there, and I knew that you were do- doing a little it. But theatrical side, I like to yeah, kind of build up an event style. A- thing and now we're at the climax. Oh no, there's. I guess I'll leak two more. Uh, little and and what's the name of your blog website again that's uh what, what, where do you go to do i want to tell blog? the address because i don't want people yeah i know but i mean yet. what's the name of it uh, it's called shit my brad says <laughs> which i told john uh john extra i mean it's like that seems a little like you know you're kind of a little, little late to the game on that one i was like yeah but i mean really it's funny it's kind of funny like people some people get it and those who don't get it then i don't care but um i'm doing the thing again where i'm writing uh I'm keeping track. I'm writing what I do every day again. And so, um, you know, I started in February, unfortunately, so it's not exactly like 2011, mm-hmm. but I think I'll just finish up in 2012, February. And so that will be like a really, uh, uh, what's the word? Like it, it's, it'll be really detailed and, it's going to have, you know, I, I, it's going to have cell phone photos that I take of things I did. Nice. Just recently, like, I went to the art museum last weekend. Mm-hmm. They had, like, this, uh, some musicians from CU. They would have butcher block paper on the table, and they had... So it's a drum circle? <laughs> nah, it's a... Uh, they'd have... That was a hippie joke. I, I got it. <laughs> they'd have people visiting the art museum just draw random shit on mm-hmm. this butcher block paper. And the musicians, you know, after a certain amount of time... Once it was all filled up, would post on the wall, and then they'd do some kind of like really uh, hippie-ish uh, rendition of what like they read the drawings like notes, and so they'd make it up as they were doing it. It's it's like really abstract mm-hmm. music based on those drawings, and so I drew two things, and so I took pictures of that, and I also recorded with my iPhone the music they made. I don't know how that's going to work in the book, but still, like the blog itself has stuff like that. It's cool. Just, like day after day things I've done or it has quotes of things I've said because uh, Tumblr has op- options for like video, audio, quote, text, image. So like the Rockies game, just like a big slideshow of like Ubaldo signing my... Yeah. It's it's going to be really cool. Like nice. it, even more than the 2009 chapter of what was I thinking, it's going to like be really more like living my life through 2011. Nice. So, and then, you know, after that's done, I may change the name of the blog and like do a, a different thing for the like 2000... Like John... Reminded me that my blog in MySpace was called Brad's Mind Poison. Yep. I was like, ah, I should have called the, what was I thinking book that? But, um, cause that was Brad's Mind Poison, but, um, and that may be my 2012 blog. So there's that book. And then, um, the book I wrote in high school, I'm converting into like a professional thing. Mm-hmm. Shit, my Brad says that's I want to do like hardcover. Cause yeah. Lulu also does hardcover really? books. Yeah. That's so pretty sweet. Um, but yeah, the one I did in high school, like with this, like the space opera version of like mm-hmm. Sphirks and all those characters, um, the one that I made by hand, and then you know my friends bought. I'm gonna make a pro- professional one that you know they can rebuy, but they'll get a five dollar discount because that's how much they paid back then. Nice. So and it's gonna be you know just one big book of all that space stuff shit because there was like two books. I'm just gonna squish them together and it's gonna be mean. badass. And then yeah, that'll be it for now. And I, I guess I should write something about, like, the video-making aspect, but I don't know how you... Like, I don't remember a lot of de- details from filming, so I don't know how... Because you obviously can't watch the videos in the book, but maybe the ebook. I don't know. Anyway, 
those are what's on the shelf for writing wise nice um yeah no more questions ryan right no. i kind of monopolized the conversation no no i wanted you I'm to doing. no i wanted you to because you know like i said it's uh it's fun and it's cool that uh you know you've done this and i think it's it's exciting it's like one it, of many projects i can't wait to uh purchase I yeah i can't wait for you to actually get a physical copy of uh so you can look at it because it's pretty uh, cool. Like all that stuff that I guess we haven't said, like the Searches Domain is under construction book is just a compilation of all the work we did on the Searches Domain site from 2001 to 2006. And that stuff isn't available to look at online anymore because that site design has been retired. Mm-hmm. And now we just have the uh, searchesdomain.com uh, domain. And that has all, like, our, all our, basically like, our narrative writing. And that's going to be another separate book yeah. once we reach 200 articles. Nice. Um, and that'll be cool because it'll have, like, all those Photoshop pictures that I made. Yeah. And uh, all the newer reviews and things. So get some of your uh, Patches Dungeon articles in, and those can yep. be part of the book. Yeah, absolutely. Um, what else? There's tons of other stuff we've been doing. What do you got in the works? <laughs> What do I, um, I have been working tons and oh, yeah. nothing exciting. Like I have nothing cool going on. You climbing the c- corporate ladder at QW? Uh, no, no. I, I'm the problem You're is still is, doing the Boulder one, right? Yeah. Uh, hopefully I'll be at, uh, an undisclosed one. I kind of know where I'm going, but hopefully I'll be there soon because it'll be very short. It'll be five minutes away. And, uh, because the gentleman who's working at this one right now is the next in line for a regional manager. And, uh, I've said many times that I wanted to work at this one because it's really close to my house and I want to be a regional manager too, because, uh, I don't want to be, I mean, I I make enough right now, but I want to keep on making more. And the, unfortunately the store I'm at right now is one of the slowest in the region. So I can't be a training manager, which you need to be to be a regional manager. You can't do all this other stuff that I want to do. Because I just don't have the labor because we're not busy enough. So yeah. I want to transfer to... You're at the one on the hill, right? Yeah. Still? Yeah. Yeah, it sucks. So I'm hoping to transfer out of there really soon and um, further my career that way. And then hopefully um, when I sit down to write this book, everyone will buy it <laughs> and I'll be a millionaire and I don't have to work at Qdoba anymore. They'll be like, this guy is so cool. How sweet would that be? Just Like I know our books aren't going to sell that well, but like yours is going to be more accessible because it's based on movies. Mm-hmm. So it's like... Can you imagine just sitting back and just watching online, like purchase, 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 and you're making like four bucks off yeah. of each one? I mean, I don't think that'll happen either, but I mean, it'd be <laughs> cool to, it, I think it'd be cool to make money in something you re- truly want to do. And, uh, I mean, we've been doing these. Wait, you don't want to make, you don't truly want to do Qdoba, right? <laughs> Maybe. Uh, you know, <laughs> we've been doing these uh, <laughs> nebcasts for so long. And, you know, I just wish one time someone online <laughs> would happen to just type in movies or something and they see how funny we are and then we start getting paid to have advertisements on here. And then I could sit here and talk about movies, video games, music, books you've written, books I've written, books Adam's written, books Brian's written, books Cliff's written. Just something, you know, that I would want to sit down and be like uh, Kevin Smith where I just have all my friends we all make money doing what we want to do it's a, uh, it's, it's a dream and you know uh, it's so hard I to I thought that like the net, I, I started listening to it when it was still like his podcast was on the VSQ website yeah exactly and now there's a huge network and like he's got tons of like marketing projects built off of this he's doing the radio thing now so yep why can't we do that yeah, I don't know. And I, you know, I guess we should start by recording podcasts more than once every four months, right? <laughs> yeah. No, we really should. And it's, uh, like, know. I really like this is cool, but like Nebcast is really focused more on like stuff the company's doing mm-hmm. creatively. But I think it'd be cool, like, for you and James, like, to do a movie one. Yeah. Uh, James is more of a critiquer and you're more of like the funny guy. Yeah. And like, I could just be, uh, you know, the tech guy who chimes <laughs> in once in a while. And then you do your sports one because you're like, you know, so well versed in sports. And again, I could just be like, baseball's fun. <laughs> <laughs> you know, that's what I've been thinking of. You know, like that's diversify. what I've been thinking because uh, we've been so busy, both of us. And, you know, uh, it sucks that uh, I haven't seen you very much. Yeah, I've missed the cast so much. Like, yeah. the past three weeks or so, I've been like, God. Yeah, me too. So I've been like, that's what, you know, I think of the sports All one. All the stuff's happening and we're, like, and, we're not keeping track of it. You know, I, I've really wanted to sit down and start doing fun things because 
it, it's a release for me too because you know because you're married well not because i'm married <laughs> laura's the least of my problems but you know i get so stressed out at work and having to do, deal with stupid crap all day long that nothing would make me happier than just to sit down and bullshit for two hours one hour and a half and not have to worry about it because the things i enjoy sometimes it feels like do you feel like that it's being pulled from you um i don't know if you, what i mean is I love playing Mortal Kombat and that they finally released a new game uh, two weeks ago. It came out like three days prior. I played it a little bit sparingly because I was working and then I came home. I'm not even joking. I started at eight o'clock in, at night. I played it until two thirty in the morning. Laura came home, went to bed. I kept on playing. I didn't realize I played what, that you game still in high school, Ryan. <laughs> no, doubt. I didn't realize I played that game for six and a half hours. And it's one of those things that I really miss because I love video games and I haven't been able to do that in so long. Even uh, games that I'm really getting into, like Epic Mickey that I've been playing, I'll play it for like an hour and a half, and then all of a sudden I have to go do something. Mm. I, I miss that more Just than... like that binge playing thing? Yeah, and I miss being able to sit down and watch 24, like three discs of 24, <laughs> and not have to move. Yeah. But like now it just feels like you get pulled in so many directions, and it has nothing to do with being married. It has to do with I have to worry about a million dollar... A million dollar restaurant that hinges on if i'm gonna be there and if if i'm gonna make decisions for it and it's it sucks yeah i've been thinking the same thing like i you know you talk about like not being able to play video games as much or watch movies like you know you know i spend a whole day watching tv or movies or Mm -hmm. a show or something and i've been thinking about like how much i don't do that anymore but at the same time i don't entirely miss it like i save money because i don't go buy dvds every week oh yeah no i've which is nice I, i don't know how i got off of that but you know past four months i bought tron yeah, you know, I've been through the same thing. I uh, sure the most expensive version, but but you know, so but but still, it, it's look. a huge. Uh, I, you know, I'm in the same boat with you. It's a huge change for me. I, I mean, obviously, I have tons of DVDs, but I Fantasia is the first DVD I bought in a month and a half. Mm-hmm. And we used to do that stuff like go out every Tuesday, every and Tuesday, get new releases, new releases, first like movies that weren't even that good. Yeah, it's just like we thought it was okay in theaters, and you know, it's on sale. Exactly. But now I'm really selective about it. Yeah. But I, you know, I miss that thing. I mean, uh, I. Video games, I haven't. Obviously, there's a lot for. Because I only have the Wii. But, like, I don't really miss not having a PlayStation 3. Because, you know, that's like 300 bucks that I don't have to buy a system. And then $60 games. You know, I like to play Arkham Asylum. But I could just come to your place and do you that. And, and, you know, it's, it's just the thing I miss. And, you know, uh,. And now, I, like, when I buy DVDs, like, uh, when I'm at Target, I got into that 70s show because it was two seasons for 10 bucks. So you're basically getting... <laughs> six feel screwed, like, when they came out, you know, yeah. it's like 50 bucks, and then, you know, six years later, everyone's getting them for yeah. a fraction of what you paid. Yeah. I think the biggest ones for me are uh, Buffy and 24, <laughs> because when Buffy first came out on DVD, they're seven discs long and they used to make the sets so nice these used to come with a bold out both artwork a, a book and tells you about all the episodes and i remember spending 55 dollars on a season of buffy 50 on 24 and now they come in little slim cases yeah little plastic slim cases yeah i mean 24 i had to get them in that way because they stopped making them the cool way yeah. buffy luckily i bought them all when they were still really nice mm-hmm. um but you know I, I even now i don't know if i now i look i'm like i'm not gonna spend 60 bucks on a tv show on dvd yeah if I get it, I'm just going to get it when it's like the complete set so it doesn't look weird on my shelf. Yeah. Like, I love The Office, but I don't own any of the seasons because <laughs> I'm like, they've been good about keeping the packaging the same, mm-hmm. but I'm just like, as soon as I start collecting them, they're going to switch it up and go to like to the cheap packaging and then it's going to like w- look weird. So I'm just like waiting till the show's over. Well, you know, the good news is there's really only one up, uh, season left. You have season seven and then I don't know how season eight's going to turn out. I think it's going to last a little while. And like, I know a lot of people think the show sucks now, but... I don't think it sucks at all, actually. It's different, but I don't think it's bad. I mean, it's it, they've gotten away from uh, it being about the office. They've gotten more into like the personal, yeah, like the real detailed parts of the character, like the intimate part of the characters' lives. Like they're really building up the characters. Where before, like the the episodes were built around like uh, like office themes, like sexual harassment, yeah, uh, you know. Uh, pay scale stuff like that like bosses you know but you know truly the office i think actually got a lot better uh i mean the first season's okay but around the second season where they all start getting their legs as characters i Mm -hmm. think is when the office really started to shine Mm -hmm. uh to this day i'll i I swear my favorite episode is the first episode in season three and it's gay witch hunt (laughs) where michael finds out oscar's gay is my favorite episode of the office and uh i just 
don't know if I could pick a single one. There's just so many terrific moments. I'm, yeah. I remember when I got laid off, like, I finally jumped into that show streaming on Netflix and just, I watched all five seasons that they had at the time, <laughs> like, from, like, six in the evening to, you know, noon the next day. Just, I know. like, all night. I was, like, I was, I was so hooked. And, like, everything, I was so pleased with, like, how every episode, like, there was something really creative going on. Yeah. And that's why Michael Scott leaving episode I thought was brilliant because he kind of recalled um, moments, but how Michael was really a good guy, mm-hmm. you know, how he evolved. Like yeah, yeah, like when he's uh, in the conference room, you know, and the girls are you know, the new party planning committee mm-hmm. plus Meredith. <laughs> <laughs> uh, you know, normally he'd be in there like, okay, let's do this my way. This, yep. And by at this point now he's got Holly. He's just like, you guys do what you want. And two, it's not you about know, me. One of the great things about that episode is so many times and even my favorite sitcom of all time i love friends but they always had like uh sitcom moments you know what i mean like someone's gonna get married but someone runs away mm-hmm. uh in the office you know michael's like i can't do this i can't do this i can't do this till he calls holly he's like oh i'm fine yeah you know he there's never a moment in his mind that he wasn't gonna leave and i you know i forgot to post on facebook i was gonna post on oh, my way to the airport go pick up michael <laughs> because he's coming to colorado right yeah how cool is that yeah, <laughs> yeah. i guess um yahoo or something has like some uh tweets or something based on michael like what happened after he got to colorado and stuff so i gotta look those up and read them but yeah and i also love like just his moments with jim throughout the series mm-hmm. like when he's on the boat talking about like when jim's frustrated that pam's gonna marry uh roy and everything yep. and, and then later on where uh like they're sitting on the couch in the conference room or something and I think Jim does the that's what she said line or something. I don't know. Just like yeah, there's yeah, a lot of moments where yeah. they grow together. It's really nice. I agree. And they're not about comedy, they're just about like character interaction. No, yeah. I think that uh I think that show And Kevin's is really out good. more. <laughs> yeah. I I think actually Kevin's greatest line ever was just a couple weeks ago. He's like, I like banter, but I don't like witty banter. <laughs> <laughs> and Jim's prank the pranks this season have been great. Like, oh yeah. The whole the bean thing yep. and uh where he suggests like how they should get back at uh who was it? Uh he and Dwight. Oh, Packer, Todd Packer. <laughs> yeah. And Jim's like, you should do the door the drawer gag or whatever, and Dwight's like, That's stupid. And then he uses it on Dwight. <laughs> <laughs> Great stuff. Yeah, it's awesome. Um I also forgot to talk about uh Nebulous Vision wise, uh the they finally announced a date for the forty eight hour film festival. Nice. Uh, that, in Denver this year, it's uh, July 29th, 30th, and 31st, and uh, obviously we're competing again. And you're invited to be. Part I of will the team. be there. Now that I know the dates, not like last year. I told you the dates. There's even a podcast where I tell you the dates. Uh, but still, uh, I, I like I told you at dinner today. I want it to be us. I don't want some hose head to tell me what to do. Uh, yeah, there's not going to be any. I don't think there's going to be this year. Uh, I'm encouraging switching up uh, jobs. So, like, there's a chance I won't be directing or anything. So, there's going to be a lot of, like... I want to direct. There's going to be the same people, but we're going to do different stuff. I want to direct. If you think you can, you should do it. I fucking think I can. Yeah, the ring. And, uh, you, suck that guy's dick now. <laughs> <laughs> we don't have a prop for that. I want you to suck it like there's robot tussing in there. <laughs> That's not in the script. <laughs> I'm changing the script. <laughs> um, yeah, no, definitely. Uh, so far... You know, I'm going to do it. Uh, Andy Quirk is going to do it. His friend Andy Steinhauer, he helped us on the last one. He wants to write. He's really big on writing. John Ekstrom is in again, but sort of because he doesn't know if he's got to do like his business stuff, company business stuff, his job. He might be out, but he's like the front runner to write because that's what he does is mm-hmm. write for um, his anonymous site. Um, Jason Taylor uh, it will be back, but he's kind of like, He's like Andy. He'll just do whatever needs to be done. Nice. So, you know, directing's up for grabs. Yeah. I'm. Can I put my hat editing. in to direct? Huh? I want to direct. Absolutely. Because, you know, I've done everything else in our movies. I've done Boom Operator. I've acted. <laughs> I've written scripts, special effects. I've produced. I would like to... Um, Speaking of writing scripts, you should take your Friday the 13th script and publish that. <laughs> I should. Can I get Because they have, like, those that? screenplays, like, on the shelf. You know, yeah. You just read... I don't. Do you have the original? I don't have the original script for that anymore. You don't have that book, that binder. Huh? I don't know. What I did with it. I guess I have it. I do have it. I do have it. I do have the script. 
So and I, 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 could, <laughs> I could publish that and write uh, new I, director's commentary about what I change about it. Actually, you can't because it's based on a... Yeah. I didn't even think of that. Yeah, that's not going to work. Can I change his name? Not Jason. Can I call him like You can Ethan? change the title and the name. I'll call it Saturday the 14th. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> his name's that's all you Ethan. need to do, really. Yeah, know. Ethan. Ethan's mother was decapitated at a camp. You know what I thought I, it was a really funny moment for me in the new Friday the 13th that was released? is when the chick kills Jason at the end and she's like, say hi to mommy. And in my script, there's a variation of that that we shot that says, die you fucking mama's boy. <laughs> and I was like, that line's stupid. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. No, that's actually my favorite moment. Uh, well, I mean, it's one of my... F- favorite parts ever that we did is uh that twilight's you know we had that took forever for us to shoot because we had so many problems with it you know people dropping in and out and yeah, months uh, off months yeah. off and then you know different, eventually different you know me being the bad guy and to this day is one of my greatest crowning achievements as an actor um is saying uh you'll <laughs> you'll take your exorbitron <laughs> and i i'll never forget you're like cut what the fuck was that <laughs> That is not in the script. I don't think that's how it happened. Stick to the script. <laughs> You're remembering it I'm wrong. a dictator. This is how it's going to be. <laughs> and uh, and it was funny that you used that in the trailer and on the poster, and I just thought it was funny. And it's not like it, one of those things was being an actor, and uh, you know that's me working with Adam and stuff, is we improv a lot. And sometimes you don't know when you're in the moment that you're just – you're just spewing off things. and I think it's that you guys don't memorize the script, so you, all you have to do is that lip. <laughs> no, I do memorize a script. Uh, you get the script like the day before, and you're like, I can't memorize this shit. But you know how I relate it is if you've uh, listened to the commentary for Chasing Amy, uh, Kevin Smith says Ben Affleck puts PSs on everything. So I will take what you've written, and I'll add my own little thing to it, you know, and... Uh, it's not that I think it's bad or something. It's just sometimes when you're an actor, you, you have a a version of what's in your head and sometimes that's not what's written and uh not that it's bad or anything it's just it's just who i am as an actor i'm i'm an improvisational actor i'm not you know super disciplined and i'm not gonna even um you can ask cliff who was and this is going way back when i was in high school for the odd couple i played um oscar who is the total slob and there's a part where i kick felix out of the house and i had a page-long monologue just me in that house Every time we did the performance, I'd change it. And Cliff would get frustrated because he was sound effects. And at the end of the monologue, he'd have to have the doorbell ring. But he never knew when I would stop. There are nights when I'd go on for five minutes. And there's nights I'd say like four lines and I just... And Klug didn't mind you going off no. like that? Huh. Uh, Klug uh, actually encouraged me to. He, yeah. he came up to me one time uh, when we did dress rehearsal for The Odd Couple. And afterwards, I, I, did, I don't... Uh, his favorite line in the whole script was... Uh, Felix, I remember this like it was yesterday. You you said, uh, I threw down the pillows. F you. It took me two hours to figure out F you was Felix Unger. And <laughs> nah, he just, fuck you. Yeah. And he, uh, Clue just loved how I delivered that line because I did it so subtly, but I, I always add little things to it. And he came up to me after a dress rehearsal and he says, next week, Ryan, you're going to rule this school. Just because he, he respected me enough as an artist and as an artist, I'm you in air quotes, and as an actor that he – I was hammered. And uh, he he never said anything to me. He never once did he tell me uh, – in The Odd Couple, it was easier than – like I was in Romeo and Juliet. Obviously, you can't go off script there. But in The Odd Couple, like, he didn't say anything to me. Not a single word to me about me going off script, me improvising lines, me improvising uh, little things. I, I did get Keith Turgeon in trouble one time uh, because I kick everybody out. And I say, he's right, he's right. And I said, hey, Keith, you should come back in and say, damn right, I'm right. He comes in. It, it might be, the version might be a little more convoluted. I don't remember. But I know we had a conversation about him coming back in and saying, damn right, I'm right. And he came in, said that. You hear Klug laugh. After the performance, Klug's like, that wasn't in the script. <laughs> like, Dude, you thought it was funny. <laughs> That's weird because, like, uh, when we were doing Comedy of Errors, like, I was like, hey, can we, you know, add this line, change this line? He's like, no. Shakespeare, you don't, you don't change that. And I guess... That's a valid point. Well, Neil Simon, ideas. Neil Simon, you can, I guess. Yeah. William Shakespeare, <laughs> a little more iffy. William Shakespeare's dead. Totally. Forever. Like he's going to care. But you know what I mean? Like, that's that's how I work as an actor. And uh, very rarely, I will always stay on script for important parts. But if there's parts that I can throw things in, and that's what I was saying, Ben Affleck adds PSs to Kevin Smith's scripts. I always add something to your scripts. And it's not because I think they're bad. It's just... It's just how I roll. Well, Kevin Smith, uh, like, in his career, he started out being, like, he thought his words were sacred. And, you know, he, mm-hmm. like, 
really, you know, uh, like mothered them and everything. And, like one of his actors just like say it exactly the way I wrote it. And then now after doing Red State, you know, his thing is like, yeah, I'm paying these people to like I hired them because they know what they're doing. So I should let them do what they want to do. And our friend James started off on that little thing because, you know, he asked him about cutting and what does it hurt him? And he told oh, him. He, the, oh, yeah, we didn't tell him we got to go to oh, Red yeah. State. We went to Red State and our friend James got up and asked Kevin Smith a question that let him on like a 45 minute yeah. answer about uh, how if he thought it was sacred. Recorded. <laughs> very nice. He thought it was sacred uh, to re- get rid of his characters. And I was actually shocked by his response because uh, growing up with Kevin Smith and watching his evenings with Kevin Smith, he is very, very, he wants people to stick to the script. He doesn't want them to do this, but uh, now he says, you know what? You, you just said it. You know, I trust these people. I know what they're doing. Yeah. And Why I, am I forcing their hand? Like, but you've always been a director like that. You haven't been a really um, like uh, hardcore director. Like you're not really, dictator but you're you're really concerned like, about hey, asshole yeah you're really concerned about Get on the, your mark the, the technical aspect of it you're not uh that's why you've i mean you've never said anything to me about me improvising lines mm-hmm. or doing stuff but you're more except for what the fuck was that right <laughs> yeah uh that one time uh no you did i remember you said something to me about saying why are you adding that line to there that's <laughs> that's, rid- yeah. that's ridiculous um it's because uh, i'm mostly wrapped up in like is this equipment working are we doing this equipment like yeah i've i've lived with you guys you know i've grown up with you guys like i know how funny you are and like just naturally exactly and i you think guys are enjoyable to be around so so that's why i translate think, that into the video yeah you're a different director in that respect that you're more concerned you're a technical director and you that's why you're an actor's director too is because you let us do what we want you know you trust us enough that we're gonna i know i've noticed like a lot of t- like i see a lot of documentaries or whatever where you know the directors you know kind of like putting together the equation of like this plus this plus this, you know, and all you guys need to do that. And I notice when I, or they, you know, they come back and like, okay, well, let's do that again, but this way. And then again, but also let's do it this way. So they have like different variations yeah. on the same thing. And me, like most of the time when I'm working with, you know, my friends, I'm usually first take. That's right. Unless yeah. it's something glaring, but it's just like, you know, that's the, the inflection I heard in my head. You guys got it. All right. You so, know, the one time on. I, I actually was really hard for me to act in anything we've done was our Buffalo Wild Wing commercial. For some reason, I couldn't get the... I, it was me and Brandon were sitting down eating, and for some reason, I couldn't get the line right in my head and what you had me saying. I think I did it like 10 times. Which line? I don't even remember. It was some, I think it was, hey, I got this. My wallet's in the car, or something like that. And for some mm. reason, I couldn't get it right. And that's the only time I remember me struggling with uh, a shot or... A, a direction you were giving me not that you were being mean about it you're just like dude it's not right it doesn't sound right mm. and you know you're trying in your head trying to think of new ways to say it and eventually we got it but i think that's the only that's the most takes of something i've ever done with you one thing you've like stressed over yeah <laughs> like i can't figure this character out <laughs> yeah like because i just don't i didn't i think it's because though what i was trying to say was all stumbly what would a guy being chased by zombies <laughs> yet in safety how do we not win that wild wings competition ours was way better than and most creative of all of them yeah uh, and like i've shown it to other people and like they see the other one that did win they're just like are you kidding me you guys lost yeah yeah that's how it goes for us you know yeah we're we're usually runner-up to everything (laughs) no (laughs) uh but no actually i I am excited you know i want to do the 48 hour film festival thing uh and like i said i've never tried directing and i think i have a a a visual style in my head and (laughs) i'm just kidding uh well, but I think it'd be fun. If you direct, I'll probably be running the camera. Well, yeah, no, I'd editing, you... so yeah, I'll be framing the shots. But your job as director, because when I direct, like I'm mostly doing like all the technical stuff. So it usually ends up that you know my vision is what's coming across on the camera. But um, like as director, like you're really only only your your really only job is to block out the scene and make sure that characters feel real. Yeah, like it's not about. And, like, kind of generalizing, like, okay, I want the shot to kind of look like this and, like, have these people in it. But essentially, it's the camera guy's person to make it look good. Yeah, you know, that's what I wanted to do because I think, actually, I could tell a story mm-hmm. by telling you how to do a camera work because I don't think I could operate a camera like you. And you know how to frame things way better than I could ever imagine to frame mm-hmm. them. But uh, that's why I've always wanted to direct something because I think I could tell you what I want. And I think you could translate that on uh, the film. We should definitely try, a, like, a short shoot prior yeah i agree um do something that's like a minute or something and like get like a little short story together and see how 
like get some practice in before you just like going cold. Oh know, yeah, no, I agree. On this one hundred and thirty five dollar production. Yeah, no, I agree. So, um, so yeah, no, it'll be fun, and I, you know, it's it's something I've always wanted to do, and I think it'll be fun. And but, yeah, I don't know what Andy and other Andy wanted. To, like they might want to direct, so we might do rock paper scissors. I don't know. Uh, I called it first. I get a direct. <laughs> <sighs> we'll see. We'll see. I want to be fair. You know, I don't want to just. You know, it's a collaboration. I don't. You know, I'm not like running back in trying to direct again. You know, obviously, I'm probably gonna edit because I'm the only one who. Well, you're the only one who knows how yeah, to <laughs> have the equipment or whatever. And that's the other thing. I'm. I want to get a a new camera before we shoot it because uh, Sam's. Uh, he has one of the. Like with the really good lens, uh, like the still cameras that also record video that have like the really good like soft focus background stuff. Mm-hmm. Like it looks so good. Like it really looks like a movie. Nice. As opposed to like doing my with our like our video cameras, so if I can just get like twelve hundred dollars for uh, <laughs> July, um, that'll be sweet. So, uh, anything else you want to talk about? No, about the past four months that we've not covered. Well, we can save it for another podcast yeah. that comes up. Um, and so look for in? my directorial debut July, August first or something. I don't know when the movie premieres. <laughs> I was trying to make a analogy with your last name but it's not going to happen so for nebcast i'm ryan i'm brad thanks for listening we'll talk to you next time yep hopefully sooner (laughs) when brad's not sucking dick hey